This is Jam Nation with Jonesy and Amanda. Every day we're reading yet another horror story about the treatment of women in Iran. Protests are happening right now and they're the biggest the country has ever seen. They're being led by women, publicly cutting their hair, burning their hijabs. Thousands are taking to the streets in mass demonstrations against Iran's oppressive regime and the morality police. Australian academic Kylie Moore Gilbert was in Iran when she was accused of espionage and she was detained and imprisoned for 804 days. Most been in solitary confinement, resisting making a false confession despite relentless interrogation and psychological torture. She's got a lot to say about what's going on right now. We thought it was a perfect time to be talking to her. Dr Kylie Moore Gilbert, hello. Hello, thanks for having me back on. Well, it's great to talk to you again in completing your book, These Morality Police. What I learned from them, they're not actually police. They're just, what sort of police are they? They're morality police. I mean, since when do you need police to tell you what to wear on the streets, right? Mm. Um, it's, it's a very strange concept. And I should also say that a lot of these so-called morality police are fellow women. You know, they're women policing the attire of other women, which is, is quite shocking as well. So these protests have really been triggered following the death of the 22-year-old Masa Amini, who was in police custody in September. Can you tell us the story about Masa? She was just minding her own business, walking down the street with her brother. Exactly. And she was actually wearing hijab. It's not that she had taken off her hijab or something like that. Uh, A few days after her arrest and and after the unrest began, we heard that she'd actually been arrested for having tight trousers. So it wasn't even that she wasn't wearing hijab. She was wearing everything properly. Her trousers were too tight. And these morality police picked her up because of that. Um, some time between putting her in a police van and uh, when they called her family a few hours later, she died. Mm. And it's likely she died because of some blunt instrument or some sort of fall that, um, you know, hit her on the head and, and caused her brain damage. So it's it's quite shocking that this poor woman died for no reason whatsoever simply because somebody didn't like their, her tight trousers. Those women who are protesting and cutting their hair and burning their clothes... They're so brave because this isn't an easy regime to protest about, is it? No, and they've been cracking down on them horrifically. We've had so many young girls, teenage girls and young women shot and killed for simply taking to the streets and taking off their hijab and protesting. It's really horrific. They've shut down the internet to the entire country. They're rounding people up. They, they attacked a university and rounded up hundreds and hundreds of students and took them away to prison the other day. You have high school, you have girls' high schools where all the 15-year-old girls are protesting in the school. You know, you've, it's a real nationwide society-wide mm. uprising. And women are at the helm, and not just any women, young girls. So it's it's quite remarkable, really. Could you could you see this as being a way out of the dark ages for the Middle East, as that, how they treat women? I think it's a way out of the dark ages for Iran. I don't know about the rest of the Middle East, but it, it's certainly some way we need to pass before we get to the point when this regime is removed. The regime is incapable of reforming itself. It will never compromise on hijab. That's one of the core pillars of its ideology, and oppressing women and having women have a lesser status in law is also a pillar of its ideology. It's, it's, you know, Sharia law. So this regime needs to go, and that's what the people want. They're on the streets calling for down with the regime, death to the dictator. It's beyond the morality police now. They want this regime gone, and they want equality between women and men. Many women around the world and men are, are supporting these women, are pledging their help. 
Is this useful? What can we do? I think keeping this in the news and in the headlines, continuing to draw attention and shine a spotlight on what's happening in Iran is really important because the regime uses the cover of lack of attention, of of lack of coverage to commit its worst atrocities. So if we continue to shine a spotlight and, and, you know, sanctioning some of the morality police, sanctioning some of the individuals who are participating in the crackdown would also help. Um, Anything we can do to try and prevent their worst excesses and prevent some sort of massacre of protests, I think, would do a lot to help the Iranian people right now. We just shouldn't forget them and we should keep speaking about it. Well, you've been very brave. Your book, The Uncaged Sky, is such a great read. And those 804 days that you spent in jail, your life was constantly, you had that fear that you were constantly going to be killed. Oh, thank you. Um, You know, like at the beginning, I had a lot of fears. But um, after a while, I came to understand that I had value to these guys. You know, they hadn't arrested me for no reason. They'd arrested me because they wanted something from my government. I was a diplomatic hostage. So even though they threatened me with the death penalty and et cetera, I came to understand after a while that they would be mad to kill me because what could they get from my dead body? Nothing. Mm. They wanted to keep me alive so that they could trade me for some sort of concession from the Australian government. Well, the supreme leader in Iran, the Ayatollah, has blamed all of these protests on foreign media, but we still need to remain absolutely vigilant. Bring it on, bro. That's Mm. what we say to you. Kylie Moore Gilbert, thank you for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me.